0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dance House Theatre, Manchester. Welcome a man who's been here a week waiting for this show. It's been been terrible. It's Richard Herring! Oh, I can tell already you're much better than last week's audience. So uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, This is Richard Herring's uh, Leicester Square Theatre podcast, except at the Dance Hall Theatre, Manchester, don't did I get it right, Dance House Theatre, Manchester, just try and get it right, it's just polite, it's just basic politeness, but I was, I was hanging out down at the John Ryland's library, uh, just now, There's some good manuscripts down there, and a lot of the guys there pouring over those, they call it Rahalastaba Eidatma, so, um, thank you, uh, I've got, I've got I've got nothing to tell you. It's been the most empty week I've had of my life. i would probably moved some stones around. i would tell you that I... If you, I know there'll be stone clearers listening at home to this stuff. I'm not the only one who does this. And um, I met another one today. Uh, sorry, last week. And uh, it's... The problem is it's easy around the edge, right? Because you can just chuck the stuff to the edge, the stones to the edge. But what if when you're walking across the field, you can't throw the stones onto another bit of the field. That would be counterproductive. You can only carry about five or six stones. That's a very slow... People, stone clearers, have been worrying about this conundrum for centuries. How are we... I've solved it. Get, take a bag. Uh, so It's a bag. I've got a bag. I carry a big bag of stones. And I'm, I'm I've lost uh, half a stone doing this. I'm telling you, it's... which is ironic, isn't it? So uh, it's... Um... When you think about it, look, we're going to uh, crack uh, straight on. I will just remind you that uh, emergency questions. Last week's audience didn't buy a single copy, (laughs) and so had to go back home, bring all forty-eight copies back this week. I hope it sells better after this week's show. This is available. Go slash eq uh, from Amazon. If you want to help my ranking, I don't care how much about them. Uh, There's so many. There's questions for kids. There's questions for dates. Let's see what I can find for you quickly. Uh, oh, emergency questions for dates. Uh, <laughs> and this one isn't actually a turn another the page. Are you the postman or the letterbox? I mean, that is a good. That is a good. It's good to sort that out. Good to sort that out. Um, what thing that you should regret do you not regret? It's a good question. Isn't it? For a date, that's a good one. That's, I regret never, never having sung "Je ne regrette rien" at karaoke. That is my regret. <laughs> it's my one regret. So uh, we have got a fantastic guest for you. He's not from Manchester. He's come all the way from Canada just to do this gig. Uh, he's probably best known as uh, for his appearance in "Lottie Bear Shout Good as Goals." Though he also played Glenn Wool in the short film Brothel, <laughs> will you please welcome Glenn Wool, ladies and gentlemen? I love to see. It. I love, to see you. love to sit down, sit down, and you can take your mic out and, and okay. hold up your mouth like. Oh can wow, be. is that how this works? Looking work? very looking very dapper. Things yeah. have changed. Yeah, well, feeling a bit. Um...
1: I'm starting to wear a suit jacket on yeah. stage now. Used to wear a leather vest,
0: but um, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we crack on, let's just get the, these, these credits out of the way. What was Letty Bear shout Good as Goals all about? Lottie oh, sorry, yes.
1: Bear shout was a uh,
0: it was a cartoon that I
1: voiced uh, one of the I played a uh, teenage moose. <laughs>
0: Now that's uh, gotta hurt. Teenage you asked moose.
1: Uh, it was for a Disney cartoon, okay. and um, I was told uh, that I needed to make the moose a little more manly. If <laughs> you know what I'm. <laughs> My moose was too gay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disney's not about to push gay moose on any children. <laughs> Just, say, just say that in your head. Try to envision that. <laughs> but we, uh, we, I won a Bafta for that. We Did won he? a Bafta. Yeah, it won. Yeah. yeah, and then they didn't make it into a show. After all that. That's...
0: Terrible, yeah. Because usually that credit is something that was not successful, so I'm very upset that (laughs) it's turned out to be that my introduction thing has turned out to be the best thing you've you've done. Actually, Um,
1: that's the least successful thing I've ever done, and it actually (laughs) did win win the the BAFTA. BAFTA. If it had won a major award, maybe just a BAFTA, please.
0: And. What was brothel? What was? Do you remember you played yourself? I presume or just someone uh, in the same. Yeah, that you? was
1: just a time in my life I'd like back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had a camera there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a, a short film that some Australians comedian comedians made um, that uh, they. They lived, uh, and I think it was based on a true story. Their neighbors uh, were their neighbors ran a brothel, and they lived in number five, and the neighbors were in five A. So they constantly had uh, horny men <laughs> sh- showing up, going, uh, "Is this? A-? No, you got to go one over." <laughs> and I play. They said, just, "You just have to knock on the door and ask if this is where Candy is or whoever." Uh, I didn't know they were going to say I was playing myself. (laughs) (laughs) They kept that
0: secret. That's good. Uh, So that's the kind of part I usually... The only parts I ever get asked to do are in short films where I'm playing some kind of pervert, (laughs) usually with a prostitute sometimes, cutting off his penis. Uh, So,
1: uh, yeah. That's all I get. That's your excuse for all the research then?
0: (laughs) It is. (laughs) So... um, well, you, we've, uh, it's been a little while since we've seen each other, and both of our lives have changed quite a lot. You're quite—you are the wild, one of the wild men of comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Drug-taking,
0: womanizing. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. And now you've all settled down, and it's lovely. Uh,
1: yeah, I still take drugs, but they're for <laughs> my blood pressure. <laughs> Uh, and uh, all of that womanizing led to uh, the uh, fantastic woman. And, uh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're going to be married, and we already have a child, and uh, she's absolutely wonderful. No. And she listens to podcasts.
0: Does she say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I, I tell you what, I, 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 uh, she, she does listen to podcasts because uh, the... Nope. Nope. here she mirror. comes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you say that to the podcast? Yeah.
1: You may notice that white wine bottle is empty, and that's why she's got to get up now. <laughs> <laughs> Refill! She yelled at the top of her lungs. Uh, I, I do know she listens to podcasts because me and Frankie Boyle did. Uh, we call we didn't call it a podcast. We called them comedy albums because we're that kind of prick. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was called freestyle and um she frankie was her favorite comedian and um by and then she started listening uh to that and uh on her birthday her best friend tweeted to me and said uh you're you're my best friend's favorite comedian could you say happy birthday to her uh, it would mean the world. And I tweeted back. I said, I don't do things like that. And then I um, looked at her pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and I made an exception. just uh, <laughs> once, I, once I checked the pictures out, made sure they were her.
0: Because
1: <laughs> she, yeah, that's how attractive this lady is. Her pictures have been used in fake. She's been, she, her pictures have been used to catfish people before.
0: It could be a very elaborate cat I'm sure it still is. Someone just wearing a mask <laughs> of that face. Gonna pull that off. Yeah, I gotta get my eyes checked. This is. You've had your child, and now you've got to give us your money. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: You're like a... a reverse kidnapping. <laughs> We've created a child, and you have to pay for it.
0: <laughs> so meta. It's it's uh, sort. It's kind of romantic. It's lovely, isn't it? It's sort of romantic and. It is. It yeah. is. But
1: um, because we we did we did so many of these, uh, I realize she knows a lot more about me than I know she knows about me. Because I just you know you just blabber. You don't think anyone's listening on these things, but
0: some people are. <laughs> <laughs> I have that problem. I keep on meeting people and and talking to them and I tell them something that's happened to me recently and they and I can sort of see their eyes going and then I realize I write a blog about what I do every single day <laughs> and anyone who reads that blog saying, "Yeah, I know all about the stone clean rich. Don't have to don't tell me that again in massive detail." So you started as a stand-up in uh, Vancouver. Yeah, it's I true. I believe it was in a country called Canada.
1: Still, unless <laughs> something crazy <laughs> has happened, I don't yeah, know. I, I, do. uh, I Haven't watched the news recently, but it was in Canada when I left. <laughs>
0: and uh, ninety-five. So you've been going for tw- twenty. Is that twenty-two years? Three years.
1: I didn't go to university. How the hell am I supposed to know? (laughs) You're 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 the big (laughs) smart guy. I don't know. I just walk around doing comedy. (laughs) I took a lot of
0: drugs. (laughs) I think it's Uh, 23 years ago. So you stand up for 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. What? What drew you? in? What were you doing before you were doing stand up? Do you do
1: you know what I? And it used to be. um, It used to be the one nice story I had about stand up because, as you said, I'm a bit of a. Bit of a rollicker, hellraiser. But the one nice thing you could say about like what got me started when I was 12 years old, my parents took me to see a stand-up comedian. And before that, I'd wanted to be like a wrestler or you know whatever. But then uh, it's like here, yeah, no. I want to do that. That was incredible. And I was always able to tell it in any environment like this with lovely people around, and they'd all go, oh, well, maybe he's not such a bad guy. (laughs) Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) And I only remember half the concert. (laughs)
0: But that must be true of so many people in America, of that generation, that they saw this guy. He's so, I mean, it's such an interesting and yeah, and then he slowly
1: occasion. faded to black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> You're yeah, the most racist... I guess had this yeah. last week, with that Toby had race, the most racist man I've ever seen.
0: Um, but you've you've sort of you become. I mean, I know when you're at. You say you're English quite a lot. Of, I don't know if that's just to ingratiate yourself with the English. Yeah, I'm audiences. sucking up at that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. But you lived in England. I don't. Know, are you living here now? I am. I yeah? am. I live in Essex. Yes. Oh, very nice. Oh, but, yes. Um, you live. Mm-hmm. You, so you've, I you've, live
1: beside. I live in Chelmsford beside the prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I drive past um I drive past a prison. Oh, every time I come home, I have to drive past the prison, and it's always like no matter how bad the gig's gone, I'm just like, well, <laughs> it's not too bad, is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're, you're a real touring comedian. I mean you, that's what you, you, I mean was I was telling I was talking to you that about this backstage. and I mean what, I saw a show of yours a few years ago now, um, and it's am- you know, you're an amazing stand-up. Uh, th- what I like about your stand-up is the um, use of language. I think I uh, think you can take and y- You've got loads of great jokes and that still surprise me as a comedian, which is thank you, always good and very rare. But also, I just love the, like for example, in a re- you do a routine about drunk Glenn versus sober Glenn, oh, which is yeah. like, but it's it's like a routine I've seen other people attempt to do, but yours is much better. And in that <laughs> routine, is the line um, drunk Glen. Uh, can see the inner beauty of Ruben-esque woman. <laughs> and that's not the kind of thing that most stand-ups would say. You know yeah. what I mean? For you to come... And there's lots of... Within that routine, which is about, you know, the difference between being drunk and sober and who the sober person decides to drink, but the, the drunk one will have sex with different people, <laughs> which is the sort of thing that's been observed before. It's just that it's the, it's the language. You talk about the sort of diamond in their chest and all this sort of thing. It's It's incredible um incredibly articulate is the word i'm looking for struggling to find ironically <laughs> 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 um is, is that a conscious decision or is this just how you how you are
1: yeah i think it just comes from um i mean uh, th- the way i write material is uh i mean there's just a lot of driving in in this uh, game and um uh, I just I put on uh, usually the classic FM radio station, no words, which is perfect, and you just start thinking about the bit. And I think it's th- I think it's when comedy is at its most fun and at its best is when you're creating this thing and you're thinking about every little angle and how you can tweak it and and uh, sort of painting a picture. With the with the words, and that's and that's yeah. you know, and again, it's just about fucking fat chicks. But, <laughs> <laughs> but how can we say that?
0: <laughs> but is that is the poetry of the gutter? I think that's always appealed to me about comedy. As people who can combine those two things is about the about life is dirt and shit and 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 disgusting things happening, but you can make it beautiful through language and make it funny through language. I think just a lot of comedians wouldn't bother, you know, wouldn't bother thinking how can I make that you know make that that line isn't going to necessarily get a big laugh but that's going to make people go oh know yeah well it's also
1: it's a way to uh, it's a way to include everybody because with that subject matter there's nobody that doesn't really know what you're talking about it's about you know what what you like when you're sober as opposed to drunk so it it's already a, a it's already quite a common ground for people but if you can add little references like that then there be people that we could go oh oh I can laugh at this too because that was actually quite an arty reference
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it's true but that's but the, you know that's I think because you were you you sort of seen as being quite wild and angry. Not, not angry exactly, but, you know, it's a very... Your performance is...
1: Shouty. It
0: is, is shouty.
1: I, uh, I just came from uh, the uh, comedy store down the street and uh, just, like, got here just in time. And I was in my last bit. I was getting it all revved up. And a woman just, right when I started, just looked up from the crowd and went, Would you shut the fuck up?! <laughs>
0: Honestly, <laughs> so I might have been a bit too shouty tonight. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she just misunderstood what stand up was. I mean, yeah. that is, that is, did you not get the contract we have here? I, oh, sorry, I, I did bring
1: up to her. I'm like, I can understand someone not liking the sound of my voice and not liking me. Coming to one of my performances probably wouldn't be a
0: place you'd enjoy yourself. <laughs> but you so you do you 're touring your own shows and you write yep. you you write it seems like a show most years is that every like? second year every now
1: second year, yeah. uh yeah it 's too much work to You've write. you 've done
0: a couple of best or oh, is your new tour a, a, another best of yes you're, it
1: is wool's wool 's gold two the iron pirate <laughs> you, well, some of the people get it <laughs> 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 there 's a little subtle joke on there for anyone who
0: I went back and did. I went back and did a best of show like a couple of tours ago. So, do, do, is it? Uh, how have you found going back over? Because you, you've done this once before as well. Whoa. So, how do you find going back over the material? And how do you choose? And is there stuff that you feel like? You oh know, yeah, there's stuff you, you can't there. say
1: anymore. <laughs> and there's some stuff that I look back and I go, well, why did I feel that way? But. Um, you can't, you can't get two. And it's funny the the bit you you brought up because um, I was going, I had to go back over all this stuff. And there was there was one part of that. And of course, this is like ten years ago when I wrote it. But I said like, uh, sober Glenn meets transvestite, and he thinks it's disgusting. Drunk Glenn, however, that's a little way of saying that. I would loosen my morals. But I just think now, like, you, yeah, you, you, you can't say anything close to that uh, amplified anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think in the last... It's, I think there's a, there is a sea change happening, I think, in taste. And I think it will... I feel always it's a pendulum with yeah, taste yeah, and cool. tastelessness. And people, things will get too tasteless. And people go, oh, we should go back the other way. And then things have got a bit bland. Let's go back the other way. But, you know, yeah. things do change. No, and I
1: mean, I and mean, I never meant it. I never meant it out of... Um, like
0: anger, and, and it's but I don't think that bit is because that bit's about you saying that you would have sex with the transvestite, but you have to be drunk to do it. That's, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's not. But that's not. That's actually quite. If you were looking at it in one way, you would go, "That's a positive." Uh, yeah, you, know, you would, because most people would most people would say, "I oh transvestite," but you're kind of going, "Actually, the real me underneath all this." would have sex to the transvestite. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you if you looked at it through the best possible eye. <laughs> if you looked at it through a mother I, defending her child. I just think, in a court of law,
0: I think because so much of this stuff, the problem is nowadays lines get taken out of context. As this probably will yeah. and will probably neither of us will ever work again after this now. Uh <laughs> and but but, comedy works in a different way, and certainly as comedians, because it 's about whether you trust the person, whether you like the person, if someone says you know you've made a career of, ma- of saying and, and as so have I of saying a lot of outrageous things with a nice little cheeky glint in your eye. We like you, we know you don 't probably don 't mean it yeah. we, know, we know that there 's an honesty beneath it all that means that there 's a vulnerability to you as well if that is different than someone shouting the, the hate speech you know because comedy yeah. isn 't Comedy isn't about that. Comedy's got about is, is making us laugh together about things in order to be inclusive. I think at its best. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's weird that someone would could take a thing like that out of context now and go, "Oh, you can't make even make well, a joke." Well, I
1: that. mean, the funny thing is, is no one. I took it out of context. I was the one who looked back and went, "Oh, well, I'm offended at me." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could see like, Yeah, because it is. It is on the internet too, and it's when it, it, like it was. Uh, it was, I did it in the gala for the Melbourne festival and I mean, it's got, it's got a lot of hits. People have seen it. No one's got in contact with me, but yeah, I don't, I don't, well, I I don't think you'd say transvestite nowadays even,
0: but I don't think you'd say, I would never say they're disgusting. <laughs> no, no, but the, but it's about, you know, see, I think, yeah. it's, I think it comes back to you. And, but I think there is, you know, I think there's a sea change. I was talking about this at, uh, at a book event the other day and it's, um, it's not all bad, right? In fact, most of it is in, is really, really good. And I think the way comedy is changing, uh, it reminds me a little bit of in Britain um, when alternative comedy came and, and took over from you know, the Working Man Club, the comedians, there was a show called The Comedians of Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Racist jokes and, you know, and it was all, it was, there was, yeah, I used to watch that as a kid and, Everyone loved that show, but you look back and they go, "Oh my God, how did they say any of those things?" So alternative yeah. we'll comedy in, came in. People pretended to be uh, feminists, but were paying Dawn and Jennifer much less than the men were being paid. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, things changed in a positive way. I feel that there's maybe a, a shift in, in in morality again. That, that yeah, that, well, that maybe some of some comedians are going to have to deal with.
1: Do you know what I? found kind of funny and it's uh, um, a lot of the a lot of the punchlines right now uh, if you want to be sort of liberal edgy it's uh, the punchline is uh, straight white male like if that you know whatever the joke is which is fine I mean it's, it's okay like I'm not I'm not offended by that in any way but I think there's there's a possibility that I don't think everyone's seen yet is that Yes, you can do humor like that, but if the next generation looks at that, and because it is, by definition, racism, the next generation might look at the people who do jokes like that and go, no, they they were just racist, and you'll ha- they'll have to defend themselves the same way that you defend
0: like the people who defend the comedians, like it was just a joke. <laughs> well, but just that's but then people in the seventies would go, that was just a joke, you know, and and it, and there was something more going on. So I think the, a lot of these changes are good. I think I think weirdly. I mean, I think you're a very interesting case as a comedian because I think, and and within comedian circles, you're seen as being one of the best stand-ups working (laughs) in the world. Because, and you are, you're a fantastic stand-up. But maybe out in the world of you know people sitting home watching TV, you're not that well known, and you know you're not as successful as I would say. Why? Why? are some of the people successful and Glenn Wool's not so successful. Uh, <laughs> there's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, know, but, I know why, but maybe you know. I think there's you're a live comedian and and, and you that's part of it. You know, the, you couldn't really lasso that spirit and put it on TV really and make it cleaner. It's because there's an honesty and there's a dirt and there's a there's yeah
1: yeah. I I, I think it's uh, the 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 key now is to just sort of not. Even go after that, just just put stuff on the internet and just do the tours, and you know that's yeah. that's enough. Yeah, I think it know. is
0: enough. And you can tour, which a lot of most comedians can't do that. So yeah,
1: I mean the the one the one um, the plus about being on television is that a lot of people see you, but what you don't see is behind the scenes. There's about nine people telling you not to do nine different things, and then you just think, well. Is it worth it, you know? It's just nine different opinions.
0: Yeah. Well, so we've got that freedom of doing stuff on our own, but then there's this... I mean, I think it's just... There's an interesting feeling in the air, I think. I mean, it's not just about comedy. It's about everything. Yeah. I th- I think... But I think, you know, I think it's good. It's good that... <laughs> feminism is happening in a proper way in the way oh, of didn't course and yeah and, and then it's good that all the uh, more than at least half probably more than half of the new comedians coming through are female it's good that someone like hannah gadsby is able to share her experience with the world it's good that white men get some payback for the <laughs> centuries sure. speak, on top. Yeah. so all those things are a positive thing but i i sort of feel there's this I feel like there was a Mary Whitehouse in the UK before your time, where you lived here. I who know who you're talking about. Who, she, yeah. who was would write to the BBC if anything was rude was on TV, <laughs> and it was a joke. And everyone was a, everyone who was a normal human being was against it because it was censorship and it was crazy. And it feels a little bit now like Twitter and social media has become like everyone is Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. thing has offended me without any thought about what what the. What the meaning behind it is, and what the spirit behind it is.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it, it's the odd thing about the internet is it where it's sort of the ultimate freedom of speech, and uh, and without any sort of reasoning, we've decided to stop it ourselves. Not, you know, no, there was no government saying, "Oh, you, you know. yeah, everybody just attacking each other like zombies." <laughs> Got a question about that? So
0: it's um. Yeah. <laughs> Some people at home are like zombies don't attack each other. Glenn. Well, we've gone. We, we've gone. Uh... <laughs>
1: That'd be a very, very quick zombie outbreak. <laughs> Two of them got it and fought.
0: <laughs> now, I'll, well, let's talk about Canadian comedians because all, all the Canadian comedians I know who come to the UK are all insane. <laughs> You seem this the, is
1: this is our Isle of Wight.
0: <laughs> you seem the sanest of the mad Canadian comedians. Do you think? Yeah, that's, you but think that's, that's not fair? that's not hard. It is. It definitely is not <laughs> hard. Well, I think there there is that sort of. I mean, Stuart used to take the piss out. Well, uh, sorry, Bacon Face. Oh Perry yeah. Stuart used to have a sort of parody Canadian comedian. I yeah. There is a sort of. Is there? A, is. The, was there the, not sort of macho, but there was a there was a fun-loving kind of drug-taking culture going on? Is that fair to say? Hey, come is, on, is our that parents something, are listening. Is man. that something? <laughs> is that something that's specifically Canadian, or just happens to be the Canadians who've come? Oh uh,
1: yeah, I think um, I think it was probably. Um, you know it 's tough to get in America if you have drug charges, but a lot of us had uh, parentage uh, and heritage visas for here <laughs> <laughs> that 's not true i don't have any drug charges, but I think uh, it was one of the things those like all those guys who came over would uh would be less likely to even want to go to America. I mean we all tried it at different times, but um Canada's a sort of a. It, uh, it didn't have to be a small circuit, but it was, and um, the you you just tend to leave if you if you get good there. And uh, this, you, uh, yeah, uh, England was uh, much more up for fun than uh, America <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. I can you go to America like L.A. Two beers. Uh, you need to get yourself into a meeting, sir, because. <laughs> You're an alcoholic. <laughs> Two
0: beers. And it's just, yeah, well, it's the morning. What else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you do a routine about Alcoholics Anonymous. Did you ever really do Alcohol? Alcoholics? I went
1: once, yeah, but I realized I didn't have the problems that those people had. Those, those people, uh,
0: no. But also,
1: and I don't want to make fun of a whole movement, but... I could see they were sort of were like comedians where they were one-upping each other with the stories. And I started thinking, ah, I don't know if any of these really happened. I think these people just don't have anything to do on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> 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 uh, but I don't know why this reminded me of that story. Um, my my brother uh, got married in uh, Yellowknife, uh northwest territories it's like uh and my mom was uh from there, but we didn't live he he'd moved back there so uh i ended up i ran into his wife uh on her um hen night because we we're all in town for the for the thing and there's this bar that's been there since my mom lived there and uh They were all going to this bar, and and I said, uh, it was called, like, the Gold Range or something, (laughs) and I was like, uh, uh, Mom, you should, you know, it looks like the party's going to go to the Gold Range, (laughs) and she's like, uh, oh, God, the last time I was in there, I stuck to the floor. (laughs) And I said, well, you should come. Maybe get your shoes back. <laughs> and she said, what makes you think it was my shoes? <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> 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 it's good. it's yeah. good to hear. I told her at the wedding, too. <laughs> my yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, I saw you being interviewed, and I don't know if this is a true story because it feels too good to be true. But you lived in London for a while, and then you, you were touring, so you moved out of London. But you needed to go and stay in a hotel in London. Is this a no? True this story? is true. This
1: is totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um,
1: I got I had I came back to London after I moved away. I needed a hotel, so I just put my dates in and uh, a hotel like. Of like it was a three-star hotel but it was way cheaper than any other three-star hotel in London uh and it was right uh like it was right beside where i used to live so i was like that's I, I know that hotel that's a perfect hotel i'll book in there uh perfect and then uh like a week passed and i was i just started thinking why is that hotel so much cheaper than all the other hotels so i decided I started to read the uh, the, the, the 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 what you the reviews or whatever yeah, TripAdvisor yeah. yeah TripAdvisor reviews <laughs> and every review was like don't stay here <laughs> this is the worst hotel I have ever been and I called the front desk but they said there's nothing they could do because it's coming from one of the complexes next door. This guy's up all night watching hockey. <laughs> Who watches hockey in London? It was, yeah, I was going through my divorce at the time. <laughs> and you talk about the drug like there was a lot of drugs going on and and like hockey doesn't even like it, it starts at midnight here and the west coast game starts at 3am so like from midnight to 6am <laughs> yeah i and i disprove karma <laughs>
0: It's so crazy. (laughs) You get a cheap room because of you. (laughs) You've ruined that business. Yeah, Yeah. I kept it down when I was in
1: there, though. I sort of spoke with like like an accent, like "Yes, give me room." I didn't didn't want somebody. (laughs) The voice is back.
0: (laughs) He's left. Now we're under new (laughs) neighbourhoods. (laughs) <laughs> so we, had a, we have got a weird um, we'll tell our weird story because in the early 2000s uh, I was asked to write a film based on uh, one of Glenn's routines and uh, I was going through, we were talking about backstage I was going through quite a bit of a dark time where I just split up with someone and I'd moved to a house where I was meant to be living with them and I was on my own and I was writing a book about penises uh, I was going a little bit mad anyway <laughs> And then you'd you'd got a routine about um, having like an unusual spot appear on your penis.
1: Yeah. Just out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Don't laugh at me. And that so you'd w- had to go to the... I went... <laughs> this is the thing.
1: I showed them. Like I went to STD clinic, you know, bread and butter. And I was like, what's this? They were like, well, I don't know. Like, how many dicks do you see a day? You don't know? And I was like... I was all disappointed in them. And then they're like, uh, yeah, we got to um, take a little biopsy off that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they cut a piece of my wiener off. And put a little stitch in it. <laughs> it looked like a little... It looked like a bow. <laughs> like, you know, like when... Piglets win prizes at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then they uh, they they said, uh, "Well, we don't know what it is, but you you better call everybody you've been having sex with and tell them." <laughs> All, right. and again, you know this is back in my wilder days. I had quite a little black book going on there, and i, I was calling all these girls and I was telling them like i don't they tried the little piglet story, no one was biting <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I, and i <laughs> it goes to show you about the uh the uh <laughs> the loose morals of these women almost. Every one of them, who I called up, went, okay, well, I'll get that checked out. Um, What are you doing later? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I just called you and said, we don't know what it is on the end of my (laughs) penis, and all you can think about is, oh, he's a nice, honest man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you had a, a <laughs> you weren't able to use it but that was when so the routine went yeah so yeah. that, so that <laughs> level <went. laughs>
1: well yeah I wasn't able to do anything because um, that's what they told me too like they put a and I would have been what about 25 at the time 20, right yeah They yeah. put a stitch in my penis and they went okay don't get an erection for a week <laughs> <laughs> well I guess waking up's out of the question yeah. <laughs> Like, I had to take the bus home. How was I even? <laughs> Look to the fellas for that one. Yeah. 25 years old on a bus. You kidding me? There's no way. No way. <laughs> and then it all... It all. Uh... I, just... I, I ended up... I was so... Like and, and and again, I'd been talking to all these girls, so I was really like corny at this point. And it had been about five days, and uh, I thought, I I need I I need to masturbate. I can't I can't help myself. <laughs> I really, I've really i still got this stitch, but I'm sure I can work around it. <laughs> and I know it was it just about. <laughs> it just about worked but I po- I popped the stench <laughs> and I sent like a blood and I freaked I absolutely panicked and I called an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about the NHS <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's this wanker <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, so the, we're going to write a film uh, together about this. <laughs> it's fact, I think you'll some,
1: find the film writes so. itself. So
0: someone, but they, they, someone subsequently did basically the same thing about about having this mysterious thing, but also having to tell all your previous partners. There was a show called uh, Scrotal Recall. I was mentioning <laughs> so I wanted to call this uh, film. Uh, it was this was relevant at the time. Uh, I don't know who I did last summer. Uh, and should have sold it on its own. My, uh,
1: the show I wrote about it in Edinburgh was called uh, The Bizarre Cocktail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I was writing this film and struggling to write this film and struggling to get through my personal life, and I was in the bath as I was you know, trying to build up to writing this script, and I looked at my penis, and there was a spot on the end of my penis. Right, and I was actually, it was, I was still in the relationship, so it was just before I moved the house. Uh, and I was in a relationship at the time, so I, I thought this was, this was weird. And I thought that's, this is exactly what happens in the film, that's odd, right? And maybe i I'm ima- am I imagining it? Is it? Am I going a bit crazy because I'm writing a book about Cox and writing a film about Cox? Uh, so I went into the clinic, <laughs> and the bloke went, Yeah, I don't know what that's something, but I don't know what it is. So, exactly what happened to you? said, we're going to have to take a biopsy from your penis. So as I was writing this film about this happening... (laughs) I then had the exact same... it's, It's taking research to a new level. So I had to have the same thing that happened to you. I got the same thing they cut a bit off, there wasn't much to lose uh, and <laughs> put a stitch put a black stitch in it, exactly the same as that and uh, and sent the sent the little piece off to be analysed uh, and so it's just I felt like I was going crazy and also I was thinking I can't even use this as a comedy routine because Glenwood has done <laughs> this <laughs> it's just people are going to say you just copied it, we told you it to write it in the f- so yeah, I really felt like I was pull going... Pull
1: your dick out every time somebody accuses you of plagiarism. Look at the scar! <laughs>
0: no one would do that to themselves. It happened twice, all right? It was just such a bizarre thing to happen. And then for me, I didn't pop the stitches, because I'm made of strong stuff. <laughs> uh, um, you just don't but, take as long. But they told me, they told me that the, uh, the stitches would fall out by themselves, and then they didn't. And they said it'd be two weeks, and I waited about three or four weeks, and went back in, and basically my penis had fused around. (laughs) 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 So it's pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, Turned out not to be a sexually transmitted thing at all. It's fine.
1: Yeah, well, mine wasn't either. Mine was called uh, lichen, lichen planus. It's just a skin condition
0: like be is that isn't that werewolves like like Yeah probably. Your penis is a, were- a wolf's penis. Yeah, that happens too. I didn't want yeah. to tell people about that. <laughs> uh, the, the moon comes out my penis turns into a wolf's penis. <laughs> the rest of me is the same. <laughs> it's quite hairy a little bit stubby. Yeah. Well, probably like a Doesn't lipstick, really I imagine.
1: doesn't really affect my life. My just my dick gets hairy and then it's <laughs> not <but> it's, <laughs> can't really write a movie about it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so then I got sad and didn't write the film. So I'd like to apologise to you for I could have made that. Could have been the moment that everyone realised how amazing you were. Could the big film? Oh, yeah, I forgot about story. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, this could have been fault. my podcast.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's the sign of failure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one let me on the telly, so I just have to do this myself. Um, yeah. is it true you do a routine as well about going to hollywood did they did, did you go to hollywood Were you i sort did of fated?
1: i did uh and it worked out that, yeah it was right after my divorce right when i was living making all that noise in that apartment complex uh i got I, yeah i got signed to a big uh agency and management and had the whole the whole thing ahead of me but um my god i do not like America, <laughs> and I could. I thank you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like I and and I, I act like in the show things didn't go very well. They did. They go. They went really well. But um, I I made a pilot for the History Channel uh, about um, how people got rich, and I'd uh, go and interview rich people, and uh, I, I liked it. It was it was interesting to me, and. Um, the, the people who made the show were like, oh, Glenn, we've never seen the, the 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 channel head be so happy with anything. My Lord, move to Los Angeles, boy. <laughs> millions are coming. And then, um, yeah, a couple of weeks went by. <laughs> it got real quiet, and then they were like, yeah, I don't know, he really changed his mind. Uh, and I was just, yeah, I was really sick of... Uh, America by then, so I just moved back to Canada, and that's where I thought I was going to uh, live and die, (laughs) Uh, but I was coming over sporadically to um, do that uh, podcast with Frankie, Um, and um, a little lady was listening, (laughs) so uh, yeah, I fell in love with her, and uh, we had a kid, and I moved back here.
0: It's sort of interesting, and I th- I've read a review by Kate Kostick who said the same thing about me when I did shows about falling in love and having kids. That that certain people in like reviewers and I think some audience think, oh, if you, if a comedian settles down and is happy and has children, that they kind of lose their edge, which I don't think has happened to you. No, no,
1: man, no. Well, uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, uh, I tried to, but it just—it's just the way I'm wired up. It wouldn't matter uh, where, what was happening in my life. It's just uh, like I've just got a dark sense of humor. So yeah, you
0: know, <laughs> I thought like, cause I've I have said this before, but like people when I ha- when I was going to have a kid, I used to do you know as ten years ago, lots of us did lot of jokes about paedophiles and paedophilia and like loads of parents go, no, oh, when you have when you have kids of your own, you won't do those jokes anymore, you won't find those funny anymore, and I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> Then I had a kid, and I found out they're right. Because now I've got a kid, I've realised pedophilia is really bad, isn't it? I, di- I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't realise before. When it's, when it's happened to other people's kids, who cares? You know? <laughs> it happen, it's awful. But um, you know, but it's that you know, it doesn't change. It's clearly changed you in like personal ways. I think you know, you're. you're you look a lot healthier, I think, <laughs> yeah. and, you, uh, and you seem a lot happier. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I love your, I mean, I see your posts on Facebook and you you know, as any father is, you're, you're loving. And uh, coming to Fathered a bit later, as we both have, it's, you know, it's an amazing experience. Are you glad, because I've talked this about people who have kids early versus people who have kids late, um, are you glad you've left it relatively uh, late? You haven't left oh, it late yeah. as me. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have been a horrible father. <laughs> like in my twenties and thirties, I just would have been like, "What do you? What, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> cake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's have cake. <laughs> you should drive. I've had a few <laughs> cocktails." <laughs> Until we find out what's wrong with my dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I did it, uh, and, uh, and and who knows if this would have been the uh, the way if uh, if it, if father had happened uh, uh, sooner in my life. But uh, and I'm new to it. Uh, my kid's ten months old. But uh, what I find is almost uh, immediately uh i don't feel like there's anywhere else i'm supposed to be i don't have fear of missing out i'm like i i i I prefer to be at home with my family and that you know if i never set foot in a bar again i don't give a shit it's just and that was just one of those things that just sort of changed sure like that
0: and do you find it hard because you, you are touring all over the world when you tour aren't you so do you find that hard to have you have you done a tour while you've in the last ten months uh, well I
1: stayed I stayed uh, pretty local uh, yeah. during the pregnancy and, and up till now I've been starting to go off and do uh, other things but she's uh, she's a airline stewardess and she's she's going back on the road <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be me and the little guy for sometimes when she she's gonna go off and and tour the world and i I don't care about that yeah like i I, I love it. I uh, you know, just stay home and tickle a baby all day. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you have two. Uh so um
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's my son's first birthday today. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. I wouldn't have done this if it'd been my daughter's one. I loved her, she's great. It's a dick. It's a fucking dick, I hope he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking monster. <laughs> it's amazing how the, the difference, because you do you're sort of so worried and fra- they're so fragile. And you're so worried about everything with the first one, and the second we take Phoebe to hospital every, every time she fell over and bumped her head. Oh, take it to the hospital. The other day um, he'd got he had one of those little seats on a you attached to a chair, you know right right. So it's not like a it's like a baby seat, but it's like you it's strapped onto like a normal chair. Oh uh, well, At yeah, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the kitchen table, and he's been rocking back and forth on it, a bit. and I've gone well, it's fine, but just make sure we keep an eye on him, and it'll be fine. Uh, and I was upstairs the other day and I heard clunk, ah! My wife screaming. Uh, and he'd, looked not, he'd fallen off. The, the chair had fallen over. And, you know, he looked, we shot, shot a light in his eyes, he was all right. So he. <laughs> it was the day before, it was yesterday, actually. Yeah. I, go, I nearly made one. But it's longer well, than
1: I thought. See, for me, it's like um, he's starting, he can stand up now but he can't walk like it just like it like he hears the anthem or something (laughs) like just (laughs) (laughs) rises and i know like i know that once he pieces it all together it's gonna be hell but like just right now it's it's really fun but I, I, i said it's sort of like um him being able to stand up and look around it's like Seeing the Raptors learn how to turn the door <laughs> handles.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a nightmare. It's a living nightmare. It's yeah. just about. It's just
1: about worth it. No, nah, I, I like it. <laughs> and, and you know, here, here's the thing too. Um, there's, uh, there's this. Um, market in Chelmsford and there was this just this lady she sells uh, old um uh, uh theater costumes and I was walking past it and there was a, a toddlers henry the <laughs> 8th costume for a fiver and I I don't I'm not the kind of guy who can walk past that okay <laughs> so I get five bucks out, and now we got the kid home. We got him dressed like Henry the Eighth. <laughs> took his diaper off because it looked weird with a diaper, <laughs> and we were laughing so hard. It's got like a little hat and everything. It's got, a, and and Alex was like um, taking a picture of him with with her phone. And we were laughing so hard that we didn't realize until afterwards where she was, like, going back through. She's got one of those iPhones that, um, if you take the picture, it does the movement on either side. He actually took three steps. He took his first steps dressed like Henry VIII, dick out. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I hope this is what you've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, we'll ask you a couple of emergency questions. It's been, thanks so much for doing this. I know you've come Uh, for another gig. No, it's been, it's always, it's kind of weird. What I love about comedians, I was talking about this to Ed Byrne, is is just like you don't see each other for four or five years and then you just pick up from where you you were. It's kind of really odd. I don't think there's anything. Quite like it, really, with it. It's just, it, you know, time, well, time passes by so fast, doesn't it? Ridiculous. Uh. Fucking hell. I'll <laughs> ask you this one. I don't know which one it is, but I want to know your answer to this question. Um, if you had to be in a human centipede with two other people. Well, I didn't have uh, to be. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> You're in the middle, but you get to choose who goes at either end. Who would you have in front of you and who would you have behind you? Uh,
1: like. Alive or dead? Well, <laughs> you're alive to begin with. Okay, another, yeah, I think you'll die yeah, yeah. fairly quickly. But your last house will be sent eating the no, shit like, to the person. Do who I have be... to pick two oh, people they can be, from...
0: Oh, they, they can be dead, yeah, yeah.
1: But you want two famous people, I can't just... It
0: can be anyone you want. you can answer however you want.
1: Well, the lady who told me to shut the fuck up... Behind? <laughs> <laughs> she? Yeah, she's behind. <laughs> And now I got a who's whose
0: who's shit. Do you want to be you know consuming?
1: Gordon Downey, I miss him. Oh, he's the lead singer of the Tragically Hip, and he uh, he died um,
0: two years ago. And I can so think of prob- no- I want him from two years ago. <laughs> I can think of no <laughs> no finer tribute to a man. <laughs> God, it'd be confusing for him. Like, oh, you've reanimated
1: me. Can I sing my beautiful songs again? <laughs> <laughs> but first,
0: <laughs> no, you're going. But first, somebody and I forget. I forget somebody. Uh, s- somebody on Twitter and I forget who. I apologise has found the solution to this problem in that you can choose to have someone in front of you who has a colostomy bag damn what go oh like, oh! I'd rather be eating their shit thank you than it going in a okay. bag that I can see well
1: I'll take Gord Downey right now then
0: <laughs> let's see what we get let's see if we get a random random question that'll lead I'll ask you this one because uh, this might appeal to your poetic soul what is the strangest thing you've ever found in the embers of a bonfire
1: a sword that had obviously been used in a crime wow Uh, No, look, this is Canada. That happens about three times a day. (laughs) A sword. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you see, there's a lot of woods in Canada. And uh, the weirder you are, the deeper you go. Uh, And uh, if you're in strange moods, you just start. And that's kind of the rule. Like, (laughs) they don't tell you. There's, There's no threat about going deep into the woods. It's just like, well, who do you think's in there? (laughs) Yeah. You know? <laughs> so as a kid, you know, just on the just on the edge of the woods, that's where all the pornography was. Uh. <laughs> and then deeper in, the weirder porn. And uh, deep deeper than that, the uh, the swords from crimes.
0: <laughs> Burnt up. Did you see that little uh, Swedish girl who Danish girl who'd found a fifteen hundred old year old sword in a Lake she was swimming in. I it's heard pretty, about it. It's like that's pretty. That's an appealing idea, isn't it? The girl lifting mm. a sword out of a lake becomes yeah. the queen of, the, of Sweden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not that good. It's a lot of pressure on the girl, yeah. though. <laughs> People are expecting such great <laughs> things of her, and she's <laughs> just like, "No, I just
0: saw a shiny thing. Don't,
1: <laughs> don't, don't follow me." <laughs>
0: All right, I think this is going to be the question that ends this podcast, and I think we're going to get an amazing answer. You ready for it? I don't think I've asked anyone this one. It's 717. Have you ever employed a Smith of any kind?
1: (laughs) Uh, My ex-girlfriend's last name was Smith, but Uh, (laughs) I I didn't bear.
0: (laughs) Employed, though. You did employ it. <laughs> well, look, it's been. We're going to go and have a drink. Uh, it's been. Oh no, yeah. actually, first of all, I'll be down in the foyer if you want to say hello, uh, and I can sign you a copy of my book. Please buy them, so I don't have to take them. In a way, taking them home might kill me. So, if you don't buy the books, uh, <laughs> I could die. Uh, so, uh, it's fantastic to see you again, Glen. Yeah, big right? round of applause, Glen. Thank you. Go and see him on tour. In my, in 2019, Ben we'll scold two.